I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Here we are. It is January 31st, uh, 2020, and today marks the... The one-month anniversary the, of... Is it, would it be an anniversary? Today marks the one month since the day that the coronavirus became a thing. <laughs> yeah, mm. I guess so. Te- technically, it was the, it's, it's been a month since it was reported. Right. This is not... Going well. Well, but, you know that's true. That, that's what it is. That that is what our podcast is. Uh, not well done. Um, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna take a stab at talking about the coronavirus because there's obviously it's a huge part of the um, the like global discussion right now. It's it's a huge talking point in the media. It's uh, there's a lot of misinformation going around. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of people don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't truly know what it is. Um, but what I do know is that a couple of weeks ago, someone sent me a link to a, a like a live map that was made by Johns Hopkins University. I think this is why we really want to talk about it. It's because, because we've of been this, geeking out over this map. We've been mm-hmm. geeking out over this map. Uh, if you Googled 2019... Um, uh, John Hopkins University coronavirus map. You'll probably find it. Um, it's basically a map that gives you the total confirmed amount of cases in the world, uh, the confirmed cases sorted by country and region, uh, total amount of deaths, total amount of people recovered, where those deaths have taken place, where those people that have recovered have are, are living. Um, and it gives you an actual like world map that you can... kind of interact with and zoom in and out of kind of like Google Maps. Um, But it has all these red dots basically of where where the disease is spreading. It's like you're watching the world (laughs) have the chicken pox. Yeah, Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's exactly. It looks like these little zits popping up all over. It's like where in the world is Carmen Zandiego? Oh my (laughs) God. If if she was a deadly disease. That's exactly it. So um, it's it's been really fascinating to look at this thing because I think, Brian, when I sent it to you, the total confirmed cases were like 913. Yeah. And so that was that was a less than a week ago, I believe, or about a week ago. And it's funny because like each each day we're like texting each other and I think the first couple of days I was like, Hey dude, have you seen the the map yet today? Look yeah. like and you're like, Yeah, I've seen it already. Like this is how many confirmed yeah. cases there are and it's like it was just like doubling like almost daily. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a big way. So it's been it's been less than a week and um currently as it stands right now, um that number's at nine thousand seven hundred and seventy six. Now, I don't again I don't know a whole lot about coronavirus. I think we're going to get into that because, Brian, you've been doing some reading. But yeah. I do know for a fact that when SARS, the uh, what does SARS stand for? S- uh, something severe, s- severe acute, acute respiratory, respiratory syndrome. syndrome. That's it. Yeah. SARS affected, I believe, just over 8000 people worldwide mm-hmm. um, and killed close to like 800. So there was there was something like it was like 10 percent of the people who got SARS died from it. Yeah, that's right. 9.6%. Okay, wow. Oh, you're... Yeah. Ooh, baby. We got the facts coming in here. All right, sweet. So, right now... So, did you know that SARS is actually a coronavirus? I did know that. Okay, yeah, nice. SARS and MERS, I yeah. believe, is the other one. And yeah. what's MERS? MERS is Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Yeah. 
All right, so I know a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but Bri, why don't you why don't you break it down for us? What is what is a coronavirus? Can you do well, you know? I, I want to say first, um, I'm like kind of. I think that I think that as um, a group, we tend to kind of uh, really try to be conscientious about um, what is fact and what is fiction. Um, not just in like what we do. Do you mean in terms of the podcast? Not just in terms of the podcast. I think like in life as, as human beings, um, you and Taylor and I specifically are, are like, we don't like tend to buy into conspiracy theories, theories very quickly. You do a little bit. I do (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Just a little though. I'm very selective with it. Taylor, Taylor's like a mega skeptic. I guess, I guess the point of this is that I, I've like from the beginning, I was like, man, I think this is a lot of fear mongering. Like, I think I, I don't know what what we should really be worried about. I mean, looking at the numbers, even when you sent it to me first, and you're like, there's 900 confirmed cases. Look at the map. It's like, well, they're, they're far all away. In China, you know, <laughs> they're all in China. How and, do you like, feel think, about it now, though? Um, a week later and that number being I've so done high. a lot of research, too. So, right, right. yeah, I I don't know. We're, we'll talk about it and I'll tell you how okay. it because it, right. it has it has changed a little bit. Um, but I I want to be very, very, very conscientious about, you know, perpetuating that, like that fear about this, 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 um, virus, because really like for those who are skeptical, the, by January 31st, this day, you're probably thinking, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but you know, some people are saying like, Oh, well the, the flu kills more people, Mm -hmm. which is true. Like since October, I think something like, 20 million people have died from the flu. Yeah. Right. Um, do you get your flu shot? <laughs> we've talked about this before a couple of times and you're like, you fucking asshole. You don't get it. And like, I, you are a fucking asshole. If you I, don't get it and you hang out with me, I know, you're, I know, you're a I fucking know. dick. I know. I know. I need to go get it. I'll go get it. Well, it's uh, too late. Will now. you? It, it, no, we're, yeah, it's, next you, time. Next time. Yeah. You got to wait till next year. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you could probably get it now, but it's like, it's late in the game. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So, so, but the, the interesting thing about the flu, so I was kind of curious about that point, you know, what, like if the flu kills so many people, but we're making so much noise about people are making so much noise about, um, the coronavirus, why is that? Right. And the reason, do you know why Lauren? Yeah. Okay. It's cause, uh, the company Corona is sponsoring it so <laughs> to increase their bottom line. Dude, Corona must be pissed. Yeah. They must be. They actually or not. I was going to. No, dude, they're pissed. Really? Have yeah. their sales gone up or down? Do we know that? I don't know. But I mean, okay. do you think like if a business like, do you think if like, um, like Irene's um, social insurance uh, society opened up <laughs> and like, and then all of a sudden ISIS becomes a fucking thing. Do you think Irene is going to be like, oh, fuck. Well, if fuck you... me. Or is she going to be like, yay, ISIS is in the news. That means my my SOE is going to go through the roof. Well, maybe that's because, I don't know, ISIS is a human malignant force, whereas this is, you know, almost, does it fall under act of God territory where it's like, it's like a natural threat? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, is it? Yeah, I guess it, that depends on I what mean, you believe I mean, Lauren, you, you're, a, you're a communications <laughs> public relations person. Like, yeah. isn't any... Publicity, good publicity. Yes, that's my that's my grease ball <laughs> stance on that. Oh my god, guys! Uh, I guess so, we should say we should say Lauren is here, and if you missed, uh, Lauren is uh, the newest member of the Sick Boy team. We had some people reach out and be like, "So glad that you you guys finally brought on a female host," which is <laughs> it's actually not the case. Lauren's our intern, but yeah. uh, Taylor's not around, and and we, you know you'll pop on every once in a while to yeah. shoot the shit. But mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, Lauren's so, our intern. Yeah, when it, when it comes to um, the flu compared to coronavirus, there, um, pe- people know a ton about the flu. It's been researched for years and years and years, and and um, it's not a new virus. So the coronavirus, and this one is known as uh, novel coronavirus 2019, mm-hmm. which just means novel, not in the uh, na- not like a noun. The novel virus, like not like a book, but as an adjective, like something that is new. Or unusual in an interesting way, like that form of novel like novelty. Yeah, yeah. So it's a novel coronavirus. So it's like a new a new virus. They don't know um, how it's going to affect people. They don't know how it's going to morph and shift and and because like, we've never seen this virus before. Right, right? it's the first like, time. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. time in humans that we've seen it. Right. Um, so that's why compared to the flu, it's it's a little bit scarier because we don't know how it can change and evolve and and 
you know, affect people. Right. Whereas with spreads. the flu every year, we're like, okay, well, we kind of have an idea of the flu trajectory. We have these these uh, we flu have shots, vaccinations, vac- vaccinations yeah. that yeah. we do every year, and hopefully you're vaccinating your children. If you aren't, then yeah. you need to do something about it, and we won't get into that right now. But yeah. um, uh, so we kind of, we're a little more familiar with the flu. Right. Whereas this novel coronavirus, we're like, ooh, this could be, this could wipe out, and not to fear monger, but this could be the end of the human civilization. Right. But as no, far as we know it, it forever. It, it won't be. Mm, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> not to fear monger, but maybe we'll all die. <laughs> um, but, I, but I also think, um, I, I also think that uh, people were, were downplaying, I think, the, the people who are okay, so we've got two camps. We've got the skeptics, um, and we've got the non-skeptics. So the people who are who are basically influenced by fear mongering, and are like, "Holy shit, this is going to kill us all." Versus the skeptics who are like, "You know, this is just fake news. We're going to be okay." Um, I think you know, both only- of those camps are idiots. Yes, me too. <laughs> I mean, not not to be sound like an asshole, but like, don't be dumb. Like, just well, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't that just mean that you should have a balanced perspective on on? Yeah, it just like means me. I'm better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyway, I, no, I think you're right. It is. It's a balanced perspective. It's like you. you we need to be realistic about the fact that there something is happening, but also we have to be realistic of the fact that um, the we've come so far in terms of like our uh, of like innovation and advancement in the technology of of fighting these types of things you know the study of epidemiology and everything that they've those people have like done to get us to a point where we can you know when this kind of thing happens we can find a way to to yoke it in and 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 put the reins on it it's not like we're living in 19 whatever the fuck it was right, 18 so, when the spanish flu basically so really just point. fucking wiped out all like literally wiped out a massive population of the earth. So that's a good point. Um, I think scientists initially were like, hey, we, we know how to control this. You know, China, the feeling was that China's been more transparent than they were when SARS was a huge outbreak. So we're catching this a little bit earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not going to be as bad as SARS. Uh, it was kind of like that initial week one, week right. two, what they were reporting. Mm-hmm. But, but now we've surpassed the amount of people that have it. Well, <clears throat> so is it like, I guess, January 31st, is it worse than SARS? I would say no. It, more people have been infected marginally. However, you know, the mortality rate is only 2% compared to 9.6% right. than SARS. But, like, but there's been a lot of people. Could that, could that change, that, though? Well, it, it could for sure. But right. the, the problem is, and the thing that has that scared me I, I shouldn't use the word scared the thing that is has made me go hmm this is maybe a little bit worse than what i had initially thought was the fact that the incubation period um you can you can you can um, have it and not even know mm-hmm. and you can give it to somebody when you don't know right right right, right, right. so there's people who are transmitting it from human to human mm-hmm. when they're not like showing signs of sickness and then they're passing it on. I think, I mean, not to say, uh, I think it's okay for you to use the word scared. I'm a little scared. But I'm not, <clears> I, but I'm also, but I don't think, I'm not scared. Right. I, I'm not afraid to use that word. I'm afraid to misrepresent how I feel about the situation right. after doing my own research. Right. Maybe I'm not scared, but I am, I am, I am, no, no, no I am. I'm like a, I'm like a very m- m- minor level freaked out. Because, and the reason why is because I know that this year and, you know, uh, this weekend, Sunday, and a couple other times in the next, like, 30 days, I'm going to be traveling by mm. plane. Going to mm. be going to a city where there's there's confirmed cases. Going to two cities where there's confirmed cases within the span of a month, right? And as someone who lives with, a, um, uh, you know, having an, an, a compromised immune system, living with a, a chronic disease... Right now, everything that I've read, those deaths, those total amount of deaths, most of them are are from people who are elderly or people who are plus. or people who are living with like diabetes or some sort of compromised immune system. There's actually illness. nobody under the age of fifteen who has had the who has Who's, who has caught who's um, contracted it. Yeah. Oh, that's really? interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, and it and I think it has to do with the compromised immune system as well. Mm-hmm. Not not that you you can get it. If, you can get it if you're 
you know, presenting as a, a normal, healthy right. person. But absolutely. Um, but you're right. I guess if you're my in a position you, like myself, you, does that play a part in what makes you afraid of it? Like the fact that you do have the, yeah, the compromised immune system? Absolutely. So now knowing that I'm going to be, I'm flying to Toronto in two days. Mm-hmm. So Sunday morning when I get on the plane, normally I would just get on a plane and I would fly the way I would normally fly, just like any other day. On Sunday when I get on the plane, I'm like going to absolutely make sure I'm wearing like uh, a quality mm-hmm. face mask and I'm going to be carrying like Purell and using it like religiously. And That's like maybe even maybe even I, I it always drives me a little nuts when I see people do this on planes. I get it. But also there's something about it that I'm like, oh, come on. But I totally get it. And maybe I'm going to bring some like fucking Purell wipes and like sit down on my seat on the plane and wipe the the like en route menu and wipe down the fucking TV. And like, yeah, I might take those precautions because if I get this virus, let's just say I got it. I'm a fucking goner. Like there's no there's no fucking be fucked. I'm I'm going to be fucked. Well, it goes along with being your own advocate. No one else is going to do that for you. You can't count on it. No, so. exactly. And if I'm sitting next to a fucking kid, little kid, little dumb kid, mm. dude, that little kid, dumb kid's probably going to like sneeze in my mouth for sure. Now, no kids have it yet. Apparently what Brian just said, that sounds like bullshit to me. But Someone who is 16. Yes. Yeah, since six, it's only 15 and under. Oh, 16 year olds also absolute like mouth sneezers. They just love sneezing in other people's mouths. So I'm not going to take the fucking chance. It does make me a little bit more... I am a little already a little bit anal about like, you know, I don't like sharing drinks with people and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like I'm trying to be more proactive about that stuff. But something like this definitely heightens my like sensitivity to, um, you know, putting my hands on my face or doing things. It's funny because I, you know, when you talk about like misinformation and like and fear mongering and stuff like Am I just not, doing that right now? No, no, you're, you're not. I'm talking, like, this is I, all personal I, I, shit. So I'm talking about my say, own mental state. I would say the point to take away here is that it's extremely important to make sure that you're um, doing health, like you have healthy <laughs> hygi- hygienic practices, especially when there's a time of like a flu or virus outbreak. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's extremely important. And I, and I don't think that, I think it's a little bit over the top to like go down and wipe down every single menu yeah. or, uh, or like the, yeah, menu I'm, I'm gonna, my, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I'm not going to do my own menu either. Like I'm going to do every other seat on the well, plane. So I was going to say, I mean, the thing is, is the, the, the thing is, and, and again, not to like, you know, perpetuate this, the, the, the fears around this, but somebody could be sitting up to two meters away from you on the plane and have the virus and still infect you. Is that a fact? Yeah. So, wow. so, Whoa. um, when they had the suspected case in Toronto, they were trying to find uh, everybody sitting within a two meter radius of the patient on the plane. That's so and track crazy. them down. To and, be like, and the flight crew because yeah, wow. they were passing in and out. Got right. it. I would suck if I was a flight attendant right now. So it's like you can you can protect yourself, and yes, um, you know, washing your hands and um, not and covering your mouth when you cough and sneeze and things like right. that. Like that's extremely important. But also, you know, it's extremely important for the people around you to be doing that, too. Otherwise, you can be trying to protect yourself as much as much as possible, but right. still be susceptible to the virus. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. One thing I did want to touch on and, and, you know, maybe we'll go a little bit deeper into this. But one thing that I wanted to touch on was, you know, you were mentioning earlier, Bri, about how our stance on like misinformation Uh for sure, out of the 230 episodes that we've done of the show or whatever the fucking number is, we've had people on that talk about their experience with whatever, like endometriosis or or their 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 sarcoma or their diabetes or whatever. And because we're not speaking to medical professionals and they're just talking about their experience, sometimes those people say shit that just isn't true. Yeah, but we, we don't, don't know. know. And yeah. so we're just sitting there going like, yep. Mm-hmm. And and okay. we're not going to fact check no. every single episode of the things that our guests are we're saying. We're not going to fact check any episode because that's not what we do. That's <laughs> right. not what we're about. And if you don't like that, then go vaccinate your kids. All right, get out of here. Um, uh, but we're intentionally but, not going to yes, yeah, exactly. talk about things and spread min- misinformation. That's right. Them. And here right now today on January 31st, 2020, uh, one month after the coronavirus came to light, um, I want to make sure that we aren't... Uh, accidentally spreading any kind of misinformation. And one of the things that I've been seeing in the discussion about um, the like sense, uh, sense, 
sensationalization. Sensationalization. Thank you. Wow, I couldn't get that out. Um, uh, about the coverage of coronavirus is like where it came from or like what you know what it is. So we were doing a little bit of research before we came here, um, and there's this whole section. The Wall Street Journal did this like really wonderful write up about the facts so far, at least what we know. And I just thought this was a really interesting little tidbit here. Uh, so coronaviruses in general, not just the novel coronavirus, but like, you know, SARS, MERS, coronaviruses uh, and their transfer from animals to humans. So researchers aren't sure of the novel coronavirus first infected people in China, aren't sure how the novel coronavirus first infected people in China, but the viruses that cause SARS and MERS, which originated in bats, provide clues. They're zoonotic. They yes. Actually, so both of those vi- viruses, they may have originated in bats, but they, so um, the SARS virus was actually transferred by a uh, civet cat. That's right, because it originates in a bat, I think within their respiratory tract, and then bats can find an intermediate host, which would be like a cat or, uh, or camel. a camel. Um, and this is in the case of SARS and MERS. And then the intermediate host, so that other animal. over the science that we're nailing right fuck now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, when are we going to get our degrees? I know. <laughs> Honorary doctorates. Those intermediate <laughs> hosts can, you know, you pick up your cat and you give your cat a little French kiss, which I like to do every once in a while. <laughs> Who doesn't like the French kiss their cat? Uh, the cat can then spread it to you, right? So bat to intermediate host to human. Um, coronaviruses can also jump directly to humans without mutating or passing through an intermediate species. So it can go from bat to human and infect. Doesn't need that like middleman. Um, researchers you see the word, did you see the word that they call it when they, when it transfers from animal to human? No, what's that? Zoonotic. Zoonotic. Okay, cool. Researchers aren't sure from what the animal from what animal the novel coronavirus originated or whether it passed through an intermediate species before infecting humans. So there's all this shit about like, oh, those fucking crazy Chinese people over there in Wuhan eating bat soup. Like that, that's why they got it. Mm. We don't know that. So mm-hmm. like any of that kind of shit, like any, all those, you know, I've seen some videos going around Reddit of like some dude taking a photo, a video of like a bat in a soup. Um, and when I first saw that video, I went, oh, fuck me. <laughs> of course they got coronavirus. But then I started to realize that that just that just plays into the sensationalization. 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 Xenophobia, really. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. racism. Yeah. And that's why I think it's playing in the media because it's a literally a foreign like threat or whatever. Like the, the flu is everywhere. We've had the flu here but we don't have the coronavirus here. So that adds an added layer of uncertainty, which stokes the fear and the sensationalization yeah, 100%. of this in the media. It, man, I was looking at some of the... Uh, but all of that fear and all... Like, so just to touch on that racism yeah. part, because I think yeah. this is really important. Well, I was going to I was gonna read some of the headlines. Yeah, before you, before <laughs> you do, because I, I think it's worth it. Before you do, um, you know, racism, the racism's favorite tasty treat is fear mm-hmm. and anxiety, right? Like mm-hmm. it feeds off of that shit. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, it's a lack of, um, education. Like if you, if you don't have the facts, that's then right. it's f- that coupled with the fear, um, turn into this, like they manifest in that hatred. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I, I was agreeing with you. I, I, I was going to be like, yeah, that's like, that's kind of like what I was doing the other day, but I, I don't think it was <laughs> hatred, but it, but it was like my, the thoughts that I had. And I think I even talked to you about it, Lauren, like, it was, there was a, I was being a little racist and I didn't even know it when I was like, yeah, it was a fucking bat soup, you know, like they gotta get like, what the fuck are they thinking over there? But also it's yeah. like, okay, are, are their practices that much different than, than ours? Like you look at, well, you, you I know you're going to yeah. get into the wet marks and stuff, but like yeah. just talking about eating animals that we're, that I'm not used to seeing being eaten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I sit back and I think about like the fucking food practices we have over here. And like the gag laws on people going into like pig farms and that shit. Yeah, dude, we're not. We're there's. We are no different. We I, are no different. I totally agree. And and I mean, if you put any, if you put any culture under a microscope in terms of how you know you're you're gonna find occasions where where the food preparation processes are so yeah terrible that obviously. Anybody would. Oh, be I could take you to. A, it, right? I could take you to a place in Halifax right now that would just fucking ruin your day. 
And it is not a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, uh, And then the other thing I want to say about that before we move on is is to remember that fucking viruses do not have an ethnicity. So, like, just keep that in mind. Remind yourself that. Right. They don't. Right. Yeah. And they don't they don't discriminate. You know, like they they're just. It's just little bugs. Do you see some of these bugs. headlines, though? In in Australia, the uh, the Herald Sun um, published uh, the words "China virus pandemonium." Jesus <laughs> Christ! Hey, okay, hold on. What are they called? The the what? The Sun? The the uh, the Herald Sun? Like is the Herald Sun like the the like Frank magazine I don't know. I don't know of, of Australia? Like. Okay, um, but a regional newspaper in northern France uh, put a mm-hmm. huge headline up that said "Yellow Alert." <laughs> oh, that's really bad. It's like, but it's like, to your point too, Jerry. Like, why? Like the 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 virus itself does not have an ethnicity. Why? Why sensationalize it like this? Like, yeah. what is the purpose? Like, what? You know, it, you're just you're just dividing people. Yeah, and over I'm, something that should be, you know, I, people yeah. should be coming together to fix. If there's anyone that's a little bit older than myself listening to this, um, I remember, I remember when SARS was a thing. Um, and I, but I, I was a little bit too young, I think to like really grasp the, the dialogue surrounding the racism that stemmed from that. Um, again, it was a, it was a, an illness that originated in a virus that started in China. And I think there was like a whole bunch of, sort of uh, uh, racist, um, not backlash, but like there was a byproduct of that in, in that event that kind of led to racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, like, we just haven't gotten over that. That's still still very much a fucking thing. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a New York Times uh, opinion piece that I was reading, and they were talking about a... Um, um, a sushi restaurant in Japan. They were doing an interview with a uh, a woman there, and there was a server. She's seventy years old um, at this at this sushi restaurant. She said, "I don't think this fear comes from discrimination, but from the true from the true fear that humans have of getting infected with a virus that may lead to death." And then um, the comment in the article was that it's not always easy to discern the boundary between understandable fear fear and unmistakable discrimination. And I thought mm. that, that was an interesting point because people are afraid. Um, and so this is, you know, I, I mentioned those um, articles from Australia and France and that's just straight racism, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but in, in these Asian countries and for Japan, for example, it could be, um, it's understandable that they might be afraid that somebody's coming over from China and, and could be carrying the disease. It, yeah. They could be afraid of that. Um, but then again, it's like, are you afraid of the person or are you afraid of the disease? And what type of precautions can you take to prevent yourself from getting sick? Like again, what kind of, pre- what or- kind of precautions can people take? Did you, did you like look into that? Did they, like, have they, have we figured out like, um, have we figured it? Like, is it, have we? Fig- I guess we haven't figured out how it's transmitted yet, have we? Well, it's it's transmitted by, um, you know, it can be transmitted human to human, just mm-hmm. like any other virus. So through coughing, sneezing. How is the virus uh, spread mucus. among humans? The Wall Street Journal says it is likely spread through a cough, kiss, or other contact with saliva. Mm-hmm. Chinese officials say uh, that that's what they say. Period. Uh, MERS and SARS spread mainly through respiratory droplets. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Well, that's that coughing gross. and sneezing as well. Yeah, yeah, right? into my mouth, yeah. <laughs> Produced when someone coughs or sneezes into my mouth. These two viruses spread mostly through close contact. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's not like this can also just travel on, you know, goods coming over from China. I think that was, that was another thing that I read that I was like, oh, God, that, that sounds really not okay. Someone saying like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy like Chinese products anymore. I don't want my Kinder Egg surprise toy to... You know, infect me with fucking. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. The, the uh, but when talking about like the the xenophobic stuff too, like and and you said that I was going to get into the wet markets. <coughs> um, so the wet markets in in China and the one where they think this 
uh, originated from. I'm not sure if they've confirmed it 100 percent or not. I don't think any of that has um, been confirmed. I think that but, they. I think what they do know is that the, the like a high percentage of the first few people, the common link there was this one market. They believe that it originated in one specific wet market in China. Right. Yeah, I'm reading. Uh, researchers found that 22 percent had direct exposure to the meat market, and 32 percent had contact with people who had a fever or respiratory disease. So it does mm. seem like there's enough. What is a so, wet market? So they closed down that wet market. What is on, wait, wait, what's a wet market? They, so first they closed it down on Jan- January 1st. So they announced that that the person had a confirmed case of it on December 31st. The next day they closed down that market. Oh, that's quick. Um, that's quick. So right. like that leads to, you know. The question of like how transparent has the Chinese government been, which is a, a whole other can of worms to open. But what what is a wet market? So a wet market is a market where they have um, live animals. There's a, a whole variety of different animals that are for sale to eat and for purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a wet market because uh, it, the meat is really fresh, so it's all it's usually packed with ice. And the ice is constantly melting, so and the ice grounds is wet. are all wet. Right, and they're they're constantly Whoa. they're con- so that's one of the reasons. But also, yeah. they're really wet because um, they are because they're up. so horny for food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of foodies. Yeah, so wet for this a new food to uh, food porn. So. <laughs> Um, you're, they're literally like cutting up the animals on the table. There's blood everywhere, so they're constantly Whoa. rinsing it down, washing it off with, right. with water as well. So, right. um, there's lots of blood. There's lots of water. There's there's ice melting, and so they're they're wet. It's called right. the wet market. Okay, got you. Um, so the, I actually found the list of animals that were for sh- for sale in in the uh, the market, which you know what I'm not even I'm not even gonna go over because. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Look, they're a different culture. And, they're gonna eat shit. They're gonna eat shit that is. They are gonna eat shit that yes is gonna make me go. Oh, what? So, I couldn't. I that doesn't appease me because yeah. I'm not from there. The, but that's because it's a different culture. I'm sure they look at. So, you know, I eat fucking pig. But I eat pigs. The problem there's a lot is, of people in the world that look at me and go, "You are f- crazy." Yes. So the problem is, is that in this specific market. Um, it's there's a lot of exotic animals. Sure. And so the reason why I was going to read read the list is not because I'm like, oh, look how crazy this is. Yeah, it's yeah, more right, so the right. fact that they're bringing in all of these exotic animals. Um, they have them all, you know, walking all over each other. It's it's um, by all accounts like uh, an environment where you know there's there it's hard to keep clean, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so much. You know, the animals are walking over top of each other. They're um, um, pooping on one another and in spaces they're still alive before they're killed so yeah, you have like turtles wet, walking over top, top of crustaceans and crustaceans and things like that right um so so there's there was a, an interview um from npr with a uh resident from hong kong who worked in a wet market there and they were saying you know wet markets wet markets here are you know we have a, a higher standard of cleanliness that we keep however on mainland china you know, there's more mm. people. There's more, um, more varieties of animals. They're they're illegal in in a lot of ways because um, the, the types just of animals of, that they have quality there, of control. Oh right, and the, like, it's right. types of animals. Right, so right, right, right. there's there is there are rules in China of what they can be doing, but right. they're actually um, in a lot of cases breaking them. And yeah. um, there's a lot of like illegal poaching that is happening as a yeah. result of this. And the reason why is because. Um, in the culture, in the Chinese culture, the fresher the meat and the more exotic, the more the bigger nutritious your and and wealthy you are, you're seen to be as a person. Oh, I thought it, it was all about boners. It, it was like so, it's for it, your virility. It's part of Chinese medicine and probably some of that probab- <laughs> some, no, of that, some, I, of that just, some of that rhinoceros horn. See, this is misinformation. No, it's not misinformation. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> look, look, man. Well, it sounds like possibly. possibly. I, I don't, we don't possibly, know. I like that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the whole wet market is a soup. So in a way, it did start with a soup. It's <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of things all yeah, mixed there's together. There's a bunch of bats in it and yeah. a whole yeah. ton of other animals. But it so like it's hard to talk about. It it goes back to that that line from um uh that came from the article with the interview with the the Japanese person where they were saying you know. It's not easy to discern the boundary between understandable fear and unmistakable discrimination. Like there's, right? You know, there there is a fear that 
this could be a breeding ground for viruses. Sure. And so when you say shut down the wet market, are you saying shut down the wet market because, you know, it's it's there's illegal poaching. It's um, not meeting the uh, hygienic or sanitary practices. Practices yeah. like is is it that or is it like Chinese people are weird and they eat weird shit? So well, shut I, it down, I think that I, again, I think that there there's there's like the people that are making an educated decision. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people, but I'm sure there's like there maybe there's someone out there who's like actually this is actually like this is just inherently dangerous mm-hmm. because of the circumstances and the the environment and all of the things. So like it would be best if we shut this down anyway. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. And and I think that we always have to be open to have educated conversations <laughs> and debate around these things as long as it comes from a point of you know informed, educated. Yeah opinions rather than you know people groups of people just being presumptuous and mean to one another right yeah and i would understand living in japan and being a lot more concerned and afraid than us here in halifax having this conversation right it's literally much closer to home for them for Mm -hmm. now (laughs) um what are the symptoms of the illness and how do you know if you have it uh the virus infects the lower respiratory tract patients initially develop a fever cough and aches and can progress to shortness of breath and complications from pneumonia. Sounds like my regular fucking uh, fall fall <laughs> afternoon. Uh, some patients become only mildly ill. Others are mildly ill for a few days, then rapidly develop more severe symptoms of pneumonia. Some patients have not had a fever initially or develop a walking pneumonia, meaning they can they may spread their infection to others because they aren't sick enough to be in a hospital. Um, Interesting. You know, the the interesting thing about the whole conversation around xenophobia, too, is is that uh, I feel like Canada has been doing a pretty good job at trying to play an active role in in diffusing some of those situations. Um, there is a there was an article about some of the work that uh, a school board in the Toronto area was uh, doing. So do you guys know how many people died from SARS in Canada? In 2003? No. I, I think it, worldwide it was like 800 and something, but Canada, yeah. I don't know. It was a pretty high number, wasn't it? Because Toronto got rocked. Yeah, it was 44 people in Canada. Wow, yeah. In, okay. in, 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 I think in Canada, but mostly, Probably mostly in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to hear that they released a statement <laughs> that said, while the virus can be traced to a province in China, we have to be cautious that this is not seen as a Chinese virus. So one of the things that, Jerry, you were mentioning earlier... Um, at times such as this, we must come together as Canadians and avoid any hint of xenophobia, mm. which in this case can victimize our East Asian Chinese community. Yeah. I thought it was really amazing that they're being proactive in releasing statements like that. Um, because, cause I think, again, I think SARS, there was a lot of that and it kind of got out of hand when SARS happened. Mm. And so, you know, to, to jump on that right away, I mean, especially when you have countries like releasing, you know, when they're like releasing headlines that just say China virus. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. It's not the China virus. <laughs> Although MERS is, what's up with MERS called Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome? I can't remember. I feel like it was because of, because the fact that it um, was common in camels. Mm, right. Okay. Um, but I can't remember. Hmm. I know that's how it was transferred to, uh, to, a to human. humans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Um, so the, the thing that's funny, cause you kind of asked me how I was feeling about, um, about, uh, the coronavirus when we first started recording this and through doing all of this research, I feel like, I feel like initially I was a huge skeptic about believing any of the fear around it and just thinking that, no, it won't, it won't spread to Canada. We won't really have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after doing a lot of the research, I I feel like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe it could spread to Canada. However, I want to look at it more like being a flu virus that as long as I'm washing my hands and, you know, uh, blowing my nose a lot <laughs> into Kleenex and throwing yeah. it in the garbage and not sneezing everywhere, uh, that I can really prevent myself from getting it. It doesn't, it hasn't killed anybody um, above, or it's mostly killing people above 60 years old. It hasn't affected anybody below 15 years old. So I don't think we have a lot to worry about. Yeah. 
However, if you're if you have a compromised immune system, then that's another thing. And if you're traveling a lot, then that's another thing to be uh, cautious about. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. You know, it's really, uh, I can't tell if it's funny or like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but, uh, like the day that the coronavirus started like really hitting the news heavy. Um, and I was thinking about it a lot and I was like, Oh fuck. It's like, could this affect me? How, how will this affect me? I get an alert on my phone and it's like, Netflix suggests check out our new show pandemic. And I was like, Oh my God. Is Netflix like, is my algorithm just hearing my internal fears and like, Cause like I do love scaring the shit out of myself. I love horror. I love thrillers. Is Netflix hearing my inner thoughts and going, ah, let's get them with this one. Is that the day it came out? Cause maybe Netflix timed the release. For... <laughs> they timed the release for like the next epidemic, like yeah. p- potential epidemic. They're like, Oh, here it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Guys get that show ready. Well, there's a huge exactly. conspiracy. Going definitely, on. They were definitely stoked when they like, <laughs> yeah. Episode 10 is going to be coronavirus or whatever. <laughs> the, uh, the weird thing is that, uh, not really weird. It's not really surprising either, but in South Korea, there's a, uh, quite a large conspiracy about, uh, the Chinese government, um, like chemical oh housing like, the virus and they like kind of leaked it yeah, yeah yeah well yeah, i mean there's yeah. there's a uh, lime is like a there's a sort of conspiracy theory about lime uh that's around that and it's that it was like a janitor like threw out a fucking like there was some sort of container in the u.s in a in a lab and he took it and like accidentally threw it out and then I they feel were like, like oh no it got out you're just scraping the very top of what could be co-conspiracies that live together with the coronavirus and the Lyme virus. Oh, fuck off. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't go there. Do not go there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do love myself some conspiracy theories, um, but I don't believe in them. No, that's bullshit. No, I don't believe in them, but I do like to listen to them and <laughs> and uh, I find it really... Hear how crazy people are? Yeah, yeah but I'll... Well, I mean, no. Not, I mean, the flat earth shit. It, I'm sorry, but if you listen to the show and you're a flat earther... You, we actually, <laughs> by law, you're required to unsubscribe to our show. I was going to say walk off the end <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but like, like, you know, like uh, JFK, those kinds of conspiracies. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I, I know there was a second shooter, but I will sit here and go, <laughs> how do we know there wasn't though? I don't know. Well, it's, it's like some of that stuff. Or, uh, I mean, UFO, UFO stuff, I fully believe. Without a doubt, 100%. That's the only one that I will subscribe to fully, and I don't give a fuck what you say. It's true. Because I want, I just want to believe. But, I, I but like, like the other this. the other weird ones, like 9-11, inside job, that kind of stuff, I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to say whether yes or no, but like, well, there's some fucking stuff here that is a little suspicious. I like I like the stories. I like the I liked the idea to think that UFOs and aliens are real, but I don't believe it. Like in in my heart you're of hearts, f- you're, I know that it's full. I, I, I think know it's they just are. Not. You're a fucking idiot if you don't believe that. If you don't believe Bob Lazar, no, I think that's crazy. Did you listen? I to did. Him? Yeah, and I thought it was crazy. You're fuck you, man. <laughs> Whatever. It's true. What about did what about uh, what about uh, Captain Fravor? Did you listen to him? No, I didn't. The guy listen to that guy. Is he the guy who was the the pilot? It's basically like Chris Hadfield. It's like if Chris Hadfield was like, yeah, look, I fly planes and I'm I'm Chris Hadfield. Chris and Hadfield seen... flies spaceships and he was Dude, like, next time I see him, I'm gonna be like, Chris, what do you think? And I bet you he will be like <laughs> Fravor wasn't fucking lying. <laughs> no. Yes, man. There's no. always a higher it's like a higher proportion of pilots and people that spend time Thank watching you. the sky surveilling Thank that you. see these things. Yeah, you think you're gonna see that shit, yeah. Brian, in your fucking office and at the CrossFit gym? Shut <laughs> up. You have no I, idea what you're I, talking I, about. I do eat a lot of carrot sauce and my eyesight is really good. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. not good enough, Brian. Yeah, not good enough. Uh well do we do we got anything else there or do we uh do we feel pretty good about our little update on the coronavirus twenty twenty? <laughs> I don't know. I 
I hope that we balanced um, the reality of being um, cautious about the um, reality that this is a virus that is spreading and being transmitted from human to human. Yeah. But also um, paired with the fact that, like, as long as you're, you know, practicing good hygiene yeah be smart you're not gonna get it yeah mm-hmm. yeah unless Which, unless it gets I, I unless, it, yeah, unless it gets really bad in like a, in a week from now i shouldn't say you're not gonna get it, it <laughs> you know yeah i mean you know we don't know but be realistic and just know and, and trust in the in the hard work that you know the world health organization and all those people are are diligently out there trying to make sure that this thing doesn't spread i think that's but man can you imagine though if it did though Fuck, man, you it look would be way crazy. too happy about that. No, I'm not happy, but it's like it is like those. Whew, there's a reason I read those books and like watch those kinds of movies because it's it's scary. Um, yeah. and it's so scary. And Do you have a plan? That's my question. Do you have a contingency plan if all fails uh, and shit hits the fan? Do you know what you're doing? Where you're going? Where if if it got totally out of control, what would you do? Go like, into the woods. It, go into the woods. Yeah. Go into the woods. And because I've been watching a lot of primitive, um, uh, primitive, primitive technology on YouTube. <coughs> now, mind you, that guy lives in like Australia, somewhere hot. But uh, I think I could figure it out. I can make like a like a a, a, a good like wood stove, clay wood <laughs> I'll make stove, make a good wood stove, <laughs> you know. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just gonna find some guns, maybe a, maybe a bow, a bow and arrow. We shot some bow and arrow. We shot some. Uh, we did some archery oh, in Newfoundland. Dude, that was so, so much to, fun. I know how to do archery now. <laughs> um, so I think I'm good. Like I'll go to the woods, probably. What would you do, uh, Lauren? What would you do first? Do you have anything? I need to think about this. That's a really well. I don't know. My first instinct is to just get a bunch of baked beans, <laughs> like a bunch of canned goods, especially beans. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. <laughs> I was putting together canned goods for a uh, food drive, oh. and and uh, you were like, you know what? I was like, Fuck how does this I shit? How is this shit non-perishable? Like, what is in that that makes that food last forever? I'd rather not think about it, right. so I can eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll just stock up on some baked beans, some wine, and hang out with my cat in my apartment. In your apartment? Well, I Dude, don't know. I don't have anywhere else to go. You're done. Maybe for. I'll go back down to Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be done for for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Texas is gonna be good. <laughs> oh my God, you guys um, are, you're dead. What I, are you gonna do? I don't know. I think uh, go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last place you should go. <laughs> Seek medical attention from a professional? <laughs> no, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I would get a boat and I would like I would like just go offshore. Yeah. There's yeah. no laws there right here. Yeah. yeah. Just I would get yeah. some baked beans and I would take them in a little <laughs> sailboat and I'd just go like off the coast. And like I'm assuming that I'm assuming that if the world is going to shit, you can just go down to the the like the dockyard or whatever and take whatever boat you want. So you're uh, going to resort to a life of piracy is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Some people yeah. build pretty good lives like that, I think. Yeah. Haven't you seen Captain Phillips? We were just talking uh, yeah. about I'm that. the captain of this ship now. Yeah. I am the captain <laughs> of this ship. I actually bawled my eyes out at the end of that movie when he breaks down and the paramedics are like checking him over. Man, that's such a good crying. movie. Dude, how raw was that performance? Oh, it was really good. Uh, well, speaking of raw performances, this was great, guys. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and uh, I hope you did too. Uh, we we kind of recorded this like on the spot. We're dropping it on the spot. Uh, so you know, apologies to any editing issues or sound quality because uh, Donovan isn't here to master it and mix it. Um, so uh, be safe out there, folks. Uh, if you are traveling by plane, train, boat, automobile, it uh, doesn't really matter. Just uh, Wash your hands, cough into your elbow. Uh, don't let children anywhere near you. Uh, and, uh, and you know, maybe maybe go to your local hospital and just pick up, like, you can go to the info desk at, at the QE2 and you can be like, hey, can I get a face mask? And they'll just give you one. So just go get one. And just I don't even, I don't think you need one. You might need one. <laughs> I'm, I think if you're flying, you, it's probably, oh, and you know, here's another little thing that I've learned. Uh, when you fly, the air thing this is a little tip for you. Like it, not even for oh. a coronavirus, but like just for general health, take that thing, turn it on, always have it on, but aim it. So it is about, uh, like six or seven inches in front of your nose. Oh. 
So what you're doing is you're blowing away any of the bad air. You're getting all the bad juju <laughs> air away. From, that's not fake news. No, hold on, hold on, um, hold on. You know, you know what the worst thing about that is? I find it gets so dried out by that. Yeah, I always turn it off. Yeah, I'm not a fan. That is worse. That is worse. One one time when we were flying back. From what do you call that Calgary, thing? Like the Taylor, forced air? Like was it you or Taylor who gave us the um, the droplets of the uh, the THC stuff? Before we got on the plane, and, and I I don't uh, partake in and uh, and it was definitely you. And then um, I I had some before I got on the plane, and it it didn't make me feel anything, but I was so dry, like my oh my yeah, mouth, I remember my that nose and stuff. And I was like oh uh, so uncomfortable, and it was a red eye, and oh. I couldn't sleep. I was just so uncomfortable. It was miserable. Yeah, they're very dry at the best of times. Okay, yeah. here we go. I got an article here. Uh, this is from Global News. It was posted in 2018, so not too long ago. What if? What do you do if you're seated next to a person on a plane who's sick? Tell them to get off. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> number one, first thing, switch seats. <laughs> All right, number two, prevention. Did you get your flu shot? Oh, well, Brian fucking didn't. Ordinary pre- uh, preventative measures like vaccinations work on airplanes the same as anywhere else. Okay. Wash your hands. Okay. Accept it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I don't like this article. Hold on. I'm going to find something better. Um, you know what? Why, okay. Here, here we go. Here we go. Travelandleisure.com. Okay. This is super legit. <laughs> why you should think twice before turning off the air vent above you on your next flight. I could find, I could find the exact Brian, article. Shut on the fuck up. And let me go through this. The opposite the ne- on the, BuzzFeed. The next time you turn off the ventilation above your seat on an airplane, whether because you're afraid of getting sick or you're downright chilly, you may want to reconsider. Using that tiny vent can actually work to your advantage as it can help you to avoid contact with certain microorganisms that can get you sick during a flight. So I honestly have read this somewhere and you keep it, you just keep it angled just in front of your face and it blows all the bad juju air away from you. But then the, your lap is cold. Isn't it blowing on? I'd way rather have a cold dick than have a cold period. You know what I mean? That's the that's the title of this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I just want to yeah, I'd say my name is Brian. What were you going to say? I was going to say that uh, I just wanted to end by saying, just wanted to remind you, prevention, if you don't want to get, if you don't want to get the coronavirus, get Wash your hands often with soap. Yeah. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home when you're sick. Cover your cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue and clean and disinfect frequently. Most importantly, clean and disinfect all of those sh- seat cards in the back the yeah. <laughs> back of your card on the yeah. airplane. And wear a condom 24 hours a day. 24-7, yeah. just always have a condom on your, on on. your head. Yeah. On your head. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. your arms. <laughs> Wear condoms on your just wear it, Just yeah. wear it. Just get into a condom. It'll help keep your dick warm when you, <laughs> the right. cold air's blowing <laughs> yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 get one of those heated condoms. All right, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I mean, wait. That's not... That is, <laughs> that's it for this, this until, like, routine Monday. checkup. Yeah. That's it, that's it for a couple days. I'm going to say something different because then the sign-off will be slightly different for our regular episodes. My name is Brian. I'm Jeremy. I'm Lauren. And this is Sick Boy. Oh, fuck. (laughs) For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.